Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Rishus Rabbi Klein, um, the Rosh of the Agra de Perka net- Network. I have this chus to be teaching for Agra de Perka for Kamat uh, 10 years already, and 12 years. And uh, it's a great uh, honor and privilege to be able to, uh, for this morning, relocate to Brooklyn. Gifts um, to my good friend Rukhan Fior for arranging today. And Rishus uh, Avi Mairi. Uh, would like to share with you this morning uh, for the occasion of Parsha Shlach. We are we know the Meraglim coming to Eretz Yisrael, and the Rebbeinu Shlom said it's a very good land, and we know Eretz Yisrael is Artsenu Hakadosha, and the Meraglim seem to have had a great Yerida coming into Eretz Yisrael, which is a phenomenon that we encounter really throughout history, where for many people they go into Eretz Yisrael and they have a great Aliyah and a great elevation. And uh, they grow in Tyra and Ruchnias. And sometimes it can happen, somebody goes to Eretz Yisrael, and it seems that it has the opposite effect. So we'll try to explain a little bit this phenomenon. And to get an understanding about the unique Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Perhaps we could put it into contemporary terms. We know there's this little strip of land on the border of Eretz Yisrael that has seemed to be a thorn in the side of Kal Yisrael throughout history known as Gaza, and uh, going back from the beginning of time to Avram Avinu, to Yitzchak Avinu, whether it's in, in this century, it's a piece of land that's always moving back and forth, back and forth. We conquer it, we make it beautiful, we build yeshivas there, we make greeneries there, then we disengage from the land. So how do we understand this, uh, the quality uh, on a spiritual level of this area of land that we know as Gaza. So I want to uh, begin by asking a number of questions on different areas of Eretz Yisrael and then presenting a tremendous Yisrael that's found in many Svarim. Let's begin with the davening that uh, a Friday night of Leil Shabbos. <clears throat> we say in Marev, Friday night, which uh, we say all the time, Baruch Hashem we talk about Yerushalayim Friday night. Yerushalayim Mandachashme. We're not in Yerushalayim. We're in Flatbush. We still say the Al Yerushalayim. We don't say the Al Yerushalayim any other night of the week. So why mention it? Dafka Lel Shabbos. Yerushalayim is beautiful, but what's the connection between Yerushalayim and the Mariv of Lel Shabbos? Moreover, we know that for already four hundred and fifty years. Kimad all of Klal Yisrael's Mekabal Shabbos with the Piyot, which was written by Rosham Al-Kabetz. L'chadoidi. We all say L'chadoidi, that's the way we're Mekabal Shabbos. And if you actually focus on the words, you'll notice that the majority of L'chadoidi is not about Shabbos at all. L'chadoidi is primarily about Yerushalayim. <laughs> Why are we speaking about Yerushalayim? Well, Shabbos. Yerushalayim has nothing to do with Shabbos. Most of the stanzas, as soon as we get to the fourth stanza, Mikdash Melech Ir Melucha, Mikdash Melech, Sanctuary of the King, Ir Melucha, Kingly City. Which city does this refer to? This refers to Shalim, we're davening. Kumi Tzimi Toicha Why refer, why reference Yushalayim, Leo Shabbos? What does Yushalayim have anything to do with Kabbalah Shabbos? Hisnari may offer Kumi. Shake yourself off from the dust. Who are we talking to? We're talking to the city of Yerushalayim. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. This refers to Yerushalayim. Why talk about Yerushalayim Lel Shabbos? What does Yerushalayim have to do with Shabbos Kodesh? 
That's one ha'ara. Ha'ara number two. Avram Avinu has three buddies. Oner, Eshkoel, and Mamre. If I were to ask you, which one was on the highest madrega? We don't really know. We don't have too much information about Oner, Eshkoel, and Mamre. But we should be able to apply the usual principle that whoever's listed first is presumably the greatest. So you would think of Oner, Eshkoel, and Mamre, you would think it's Oner. In fact, the Gemara says in Baba Basra by the Benoit Slavchad, Sometimes it says one daughter first, sometimes it says another. The Gemara asks it as a stira, and the Gemara answers, Malamit Shishkulenheim. But that means if, it, if you don't have the other Pasuk, if you only have one Pasuk, and it listed in a certain order, the Gemara usually takes that as evidence that the one listed first is the greatest. So one would expect, if, otherwise, if you look in Parshas Lechelcha, Biladai Raka Sharachla Anam Vachelpanashim, number five, Asharhochu Iti, Aner Eshkolumamre, with no other evidence we probably could assume Aner was the greatest of the three. And yet, of all three, which one gave Avram Avinu the Eitzah to do Brismila? It was Mamre. Why Mamre? The Medrash says, Aner sells you. Are you out of your mind? You're going to do a Brismila? You're 100 years old? You can't. It's a dangerous procedure. Nowadays in a hospital, somebody's 100 years old, they're not touching them. So Aner says, what kind of... Uh, Eight says this, you can't do the Mila. Eshkol says, you can't do the Mila. What are your friends going to think about you? What are your, what are your associates going to think about you? Mamre is the only one who gives Abraham the Eitzah to do the Mila. So why is he listed last? Shouldn't he be listed first of all the friends of Abraham Avinu? I want to share with you a small passage of the Chesed Avram. Chesed Avram was the great-grandfather of Reb Chaim Yosef David Azulai, the Chida, one of my favorite all-time Gedalim. In fact, the Chida always refers to the Chesed Avram as his grandfather. So someone once asked the Chida, you can't take credit that the Chesed Avram is your grandfather, he was your great-grandfather. So the Chida wrote a tshuva explaining how he's allowed to call the Chesed Avram his grandfather, even though he was his great-grandfather. So the Chesed Avram writes, a uh, very interesting comment about the Kedusha of the city of Tzfas. If you look at number 8, this is the Chesed Avram, Rav Avram Azulai. This is his uh, most notable sefer. He says the Mispar Katan of the word Tzfas is 21, Im HaKoylel 22. Tzfas is Keneged, the 22, Oisiyos, the Aleph Beis, says the Chesed Avram. Ein Ir, that Tzvas is muchenes umezumenes lahasig ba soid oimka shaltara. Tzvas is predisposed. It has strong leanings to be able to perceive the secrets of the Torah. In other words, if you want to plumb the depths of the Torah, you need to move to the city of Tzvas. That city is mesugal to understand the secrets of the Torah. Ve'ein avir zach b'chol eretz Yisrael ka'avir Tzvas. That, I think, we are, we're all makir. There's no air in all of uh, the land of Israel as clear, as pristine as the city of Tzfas. And he brings a number of other uh, gematrias, and he says, if somebody passes away in the city of Tzfas, their soul goes straight to Ganeda. Bottom line is, says the Chesed Avram, if you want to understand the secrets of the Torah, you should go to the city of Tzfas. It is the most mesugal city in all of Eretz Yisrael, to be able to understand the Torah. 
surprisingly, Chassam Soifer in the Chuvas quotes this passage of Chassam Yavram. And he dismisses it. He says, Chas v'shalom, that you could take these words literally, that Tzvaz has any adifos to Yerushalayim? Can it be that a city has more Kedusha than Yerushalayim? Then it should come out that if you encounter the city of Tzvaz, you should rise Korea. And then when you hit Yerushalayim, you don't have to rise Korea. And we say just the opposite. If you hit Tzvaz, you don't tear. When you get to Yerushalayim, you tear. So it says the Ichsam Soifer, it must be the Chesli Avram means that it's the holiest city except for Yerushalayim. But heaven forbid that Tzvaz has more Kedusha than the city of Yerushalayim in any fashion, in any way whatsoever. So perhaps we can offer some kind of understanding in uh, the literal meaning of the words of the Chesed Le'avra. Let's talk about another city in uh, Eretz Yisrael, or maybe not in Eretz Yisrael. And this is a city that appears many times in Sefer Yeshua, not to be confused with an exit going up to the Catskill Mountains, and that is the city of Goishen. If you look in number 10, Perak Yeshua. Parak Yud, Pasuk Memalef, Vayakim Yehoshua Mikalash Baneav Yadaza, Ve'ez Kol Eretz Goishen. Yehoshua conquered the city of Goishen. Now presumably, if he's conquering the city of Goishen, then Goishen is Me'are Yisrael. Furthermore, Parak Yud Aleph, Vayikach Yehoshua, Kol Eretz HaZois, Sahar, that's Kol HaNegev, Ve'ez Kol Eretz HaGoishen, Yehoshua conquers Again, the city of Goishen. And then in Perak Tezvav, the Goishen, the Choyloin, the Giloy, Orem, Achasasu, the Chatzrein. So Goishen is Me'ore Yehuda. Says Radak, Eretz Goishen, Ein Zeshel Mitzrayim. Don't confuse this Goishen with the Goishen of Mitzrayim. There are two Goishens. There's Goishen where Klai Yisrael resided in Mitzrayim. And then there's a city of Goishen, Me'ore Yehuda. But then the Radak brings the Medrash. And the Radak says, actually, this is the Goshen of Eretz Mitzrayim. There was a land, a city of Goshen in Mitzrayim. It was, so to speak, it jutted out of Egypt and it was Nivla into Eretz Yisrael. So it's part of Eretz Yisrael. However, it's absorbed into Mitzrayim. So it's uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's Me'ore Yehuda, but it's in absorbed and surrounded by the cities of Mitzrayim, so it could be considered the Mitzrayim, and it could also be considered Me'ore Yehuda. But that's a very interesting status. The city of Goishen has an unusual status, namely, it's surrounded by Mitzrayim, but it's Me'ore Yisrael. Now I'm going to talk about one more city. We spoke about Yushalayim, we spoke about Hebron, we spoke about Tzvas, we spoke about Goishen, let's speak about Aza for a few minutes. I just want to read to you simple Rishonim. We're going to start with the Rashbam. This Rashbam, I believe, is one of the most frightening comments that any of the Rishonim ever made. The Rashbam is found in Parshat Vayira. You don't have it on the sheet. After these words, and Vansham, we translate it, Hashem tested Abraham. We learned the Akedah was a test, the final and ultimate Nisayan of Avram Avinu. Asara Nisayanus Nisa Avram Avinu. Rashi's father by Akasha, what's Achar Hadvarim Ha'ila? It implies that after something that just happened, now and only now, the Yvonne Shalom tested Avraham. 
So Rashi says that the Akedah comes in the aftermath of a conversation of Yishmael and Yitzchak. Yishmael says to Yitzchak, Yitzchak, you think you're a big shot, that the Yvonne told you to do Mila, and you did Mila at eight days old. I did Mila at 13 years old. I'm a greater Moisar Nefesh than you are. Whereupon Yitzchak says to Yishmael, if the Rebbeinu Shalom would have told me to sacrifice my whole body to kill myself, I would do it. So I'm a bigger Moisar Nefesh than you are. So after this conversation, Achar Hadvar Ma'ila, Sotaka Valakim Nisos Avraham. So I always think, you know, the Akronim asked, why is the Akedah test for Avraham? It's not a test for Avraham. Avraham does the Maisa, and then he goes home and he eats lunch. It's a test for Yitzchak. No, it's not a test for Yitzchak. How is it a test for Yitzchak? Yitzchak just took a neder. He said, if, if the Almighty would tell me to sacrifice myself, I would do it. So he said he would do it. It's not a, a Nisayon. When you make it to neder, he's chayiv to do it. He took it upon himself. But Avraham Binu never took it upon himself, so it's only Kim Nisas Avraham. That's how Rashi learns. The problem the other Rishonim have with Rashi is that Valakim Nisas Avraham is not in the immediate aftermath of the conversation of Yitzchak and Yishmael. Yitzchak and Yishmael's Mila was uh, a parak before. In the interim, interposing between the conversation of Yitzchak and Yishmael is the episode of Avraham Avinu getting together with Avimelech, Melech Plishtim. So it's not really Achar Hadvarim Ha'ilan. So the Rashbam disagrees with his uh, grandfather. By the way, the Rashbam writes in the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev, he had a conversation with his grandfather. He says, Rashi, Zayda, do me a favor. I would like you to write a perush on Chumash Alpi Oymek Hapshat. So you say, what else is Rashi doing? That Rashi writes, you know, the, the catchphrase of Rashi. What's Rashi's objective? Rashi writes, Parakimah, Pas success. Va'ani lo'ibasi ela l'pshutah shalmikra. Rashi's not a darshan. Rashi's giving pshutah shalmikra. So what did the Rashbam want Rashi to write? The answer is, Rashbam wanted Rashi to write, Oimek hapshat. Oimek hapshat is different than pshat. It's even more literal. It's even more elementary. By the way, the Ben Ashri understands that what the Rashbam wanted Rashi to write was to write a parish on Chumash based on current events. That's how the Ben Ashri interprets what the Rashbam's challenge to Rashi is. It doesn't seem to be that that's what the Rashbam wanted Rashi, but that's one way of looking at it. So Rashbam therefore disagrees with Rashi. The Rashbam learns that Nisa does not mean a test. Nisa means to chepa, to afflict, to hurt, to pain, to aggrieve, that the Yibbam Shalom tortured Abraham Avinu. V'alaykim nisas Abraham. Achar hadvarim And I'm going to read to you the words of the Rashbam. says the Rashbam, Hashem says, Abraham, I just told you Eretz Yisrael belongs to you. If it belongs to you, you have no right to curry favor with the king of the Philistines. You have no right to give him sheep. You have no right to make peace treaties. Here is the way I want you to deal with others in Eretz Yisrael. Loi sechaya kol You have no right to give it away. Achar hadvar You make a peace treaty with Avimelech that you could be peaceful with him and his children and his grandchildren. Go take your son and slaughter him. Achar hadvar ma'ila v'alakim nisas Avraham. 
You have no right not to give away. You have no right to be peaceful with anyone else in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, says Rashbam, Mishkan Shiloi, Mishkan Gilgal, first base Hamikdash, second base Hamikdash, and all Jewish tragedy came about as a result that Avram Avinu made a treaty with the Philistines. This is Rashbam. Why? Shaharei Eretz Plishtim Bechlal Gavul Yisrael. Gaza is part of Israel. That's Rashbam. What does Rashi say about that? There are two Rashis, just simple Rashis. We've all seen these Rashis. Rashi seems to contradict himself. Parshas Todos. Now there's a famine time of Yitzchak. Vayelach Yitzchak, Elavi Melech, Melech Plishtim. Gerara Yitzchak goes to Gaza. Vayelach Hashem, Vayimra, Al Tered Mitzrayma, Shchayin Ba'aretz. So the simple reading of the Pasuk is, Yitzchak goes to Gaza. Gaza says, don't go to Mitzrayim. Stay in Eretz Yisrael. Says Rashi, this is Araya, Hoshi Rashi in Chumash. Al Tered Mitzrayma, Rashi saying uh, Gaza is part of Eretz Yisrael. A few psukim later, Remember this pasuk? Yitzchak planted in that land. Yitzchak was very successful. Says Rashi. But Oretzahi in that land, Af al pi she'eno chashuva ke'eretz Yisrael atzma. Even though Gaza is not considered like Eretz Yisrael itself, ke'eretz shiva goyim. So what's going on? Rashi, if you took him earlier, said that Yitzchak was in Gaza, and, and Hashem said, don't leave, in chutzla eretz k'day And then a few took him later, Rashi says Yitzchak was successful in that land, even though it's not Ke'eretz Yisrael Atzma, Ke'eretz Shivagoyim. Comes over Yom Mizrahi, and Mizrahi says there's no steer at all. Gaza's Eretz Yisrael, but it's not Eretz Yisrael Atzma. What does that mean? There are two levels of Kedusha Saras. There's the the Eretz Yisrael that we conquered from the Shivagoyim, and that's. Iker Eretz Yisrael. And then there's Eretz Yisrael that the Oile Mitzrayim conquered from other nations. Now, Gaza is not one of the Shiva uh, Goyim. Gaza was from Chum, from Mitzrayim. So that's what Rashi means. It's not Chashuva Ke Eretz Yisrael. Atzma, it's not like the Eretz Shiva Goyim. By the way, Halacha Is Gaza part of Eretz Yisrael? The Ramah seems to say no. And it seems to be Mavuar in the first mission on Gittin. You know the borders of Eretz Yisrael. That means Ashkelon is already Chutzlaretz. Gaza is more south than uh, than Ashkelon. And therefore the Maharik Paskins and Achuva, based on the Rambam and other sources, that Gaza is not part of Eretz Yisrael. What? Oyelay Babel, the Marik says, the Chari did not conquer it. But Rabbi Yaakov Emden has a tshuva in the Marik Tzia, and he says, 
the, the Ramam is only talking about Hilchas Gitin. What do Hilchas Gitin have to do with Kedusha Sar? So Hilchas Gitin are tali on whether B'kiyam Nishma or Eden Mitzvah and Lakaimoi. The Rambam's not discussing Kedusha Sa'aretz. Avada and Avada, Gaza was conquered by Oile Mitzrayim. And then Rabbi Yaakov Enden says another Chidush that even though it wasn't conquered by Oile Bavel, but the base Chashmainai in the times of Chanukah conquered Gaza, and that's Bechlal Kibosheni. And therefore, it's Avada and Avada, uh, at least Midrabanon, like Eretz Yisrael, and possibly even Midraisa, and Lachara, that's how we paskin. That seems to be how we paskin. The Radvaz also writes in the Tshuva that at least Midrabanon. So, you see that, aside from the fact that historically it's moving back and forth, and I'm not here to talk politics, I'm here to speak halachically. It has a very, um, it, it, its halachic status vacillates, and it's unclear, and there's a certain degree of uncertainty. And this will be the basis for today's shir that the unique status of Kedushas Ha'aretz is intertwined with the halacha and the Torah that is connected to a specific area in Eretz Yisrael. So with these questions, I want to ask you another five questions. That's how we're going to answer um, <clears throat> the first part of the shir. I want to bring to your attention an episode in Sefer Yeshua and a Gemara in Tzmura. So Yoshua conquered many areas in Eretz Yisrael. He conquered how many Malachim? 31 Malachim. But Yoshua had a particularly difficult time conquering one area. Vayal Misham, number 17, El Yoshvei Devir. He went up from there to the residence of Devir. Devir. By the way, says the Navi, Vishem Devir Lefanim. You know what Devir used to be called? Kiryas Sefer. Anyone ever be ever anyone here ever in Kiryas Sefer? You were, but you'll never be there again because uh, there's a, they, they passed a law in Israel that you're not allowed to call it Kiryas Sefer anymore. Why? Because it's too far away from the biblical city. So there's a law in Israel that if you're too far away from the ancient biblical city, you can't call it that. So they changed Kiryas Sefer. now Modi'in Elit. Okay, fine, but. The name of Devir used to be Kiryat Sefer. Question number one, who cares what it used to be called? By the way, you know what Brooklyn used to be called? Kings. A colony, a British colony, right? We don't really care what it used to be called. Why does the Navi have to tell me what the name of the city used to be called? Beshem Devir. Next, possibly. By Yomer Kalev. Kalev said, Asher as Kiryat Sefer. Whoever conquered Kiryat Sefer. Kalev. That's what it used to be called. That's not the name. So it's bad enough where we have to give the name of what it used to be called. But now Kalev is going back in time and he's calling it, he's referring to it by the name that it used to be. It should say, Kalev said, whoever conquers Devir, not whoever conquers Kiryat Sefer. Benosati loy es achsa biti leisha. I will give over my daughter Achsa as a wife to the conqueror of Kiryat Sefer. Why is Kalev so sure that the conqueror of Kiryat Sefer would be an eligible bachar for his daughter? I mean, is that what he's looking for in a shidduch? A guy who could conquer an entire city? Does that mean he's uh, the right match for his daughter? Why is he offering his daughter to anyone who conquers a city? If he would say, whoever memorizes Kala Kula, I'll give it as to my daughter, maybe if I could understand that. Why whoever conquers the city of Kiryat Sefer, I'll give them to my daughter. So the Pasuk says, Vayokudas Neil ben Kenazachi Kalev. Kalev's brother 
You know, Kalev really lucked out. Who knows who could have conquered the city? His brother conquered the city. That's the story. Question number one. Yeshua went into every single city in Eretz Yisrael and he wiped it out like nobody's business. There were very few casualties in the entire 14 years of Kivish Vechil. Why did he have a hard time conquering Kiryatzev? Why? Why was it so hard? It wasn't a walled city. What was difficult in conquering Kiryat Sefer? Number two, why is this the only city in Eretz Yisrael that the Navi says what the name used to be? Number three, why does Kalev call it by the name it used to be? Comes the Gemara Tmura, and the Gemara Tmura says a completely different story. The Gemara says, no, no, what it says in the Navi, ignore that. Let me tell you what really happened. Yeshua Benun was, was hanging around Mashabim. And Moshe Rabbeinu says to Yeshua, it's my last day. For today's shir, I'm not giving you any information. You ask me all the shilas that you have. So Yeshua says, I don't have any shilas. I've been, uh, uh, I've been with you 24 hours a day. I have nothing to ask. So Chazal say that Moshe was upset with that. Yeshua shouldn't have said that, that I don't have any questions to ask. And because of that, when Moshe Rabbeinu passed on, 300 halachos were forgotten during the Avilas of Moshe Rabbeinu. So Kalev, it was a problem. We lost 300 halachos. So Kalev said, you know what Kiryat Sefer means? Whoever reminds us of the 300 halachos that were forgotten during the morning of Moshe Rabbeinu, I will give him, I will give him Achsa, my daughter, as a wife. That's what the Gemara says. That's what Kiryat Sefer means, the halachos. So ask <clears throat> the Sefer Arve Nachal. Arve Nachal was written by Rabbi David Ivshitz. Rabbi David Ivshitz is the author of Levushe Srad. If you open up any Shulchan Aruch, the commentary on the Magen Avram is Levushe Srad of Rabbi David Ivshitz. Arve Nachal. Asks Rabbi Pinchas Karatzer. Asks the Devar Yecheskel. They all ask, the Gemara is Soiser the Pshutoi Shalmikra. Pshutoi Shalmikra says that Kalev said, whoever conquers the city, I will give them Achsa, my daughter. And the Gemara said, no. Scratch that. That's not what it means. It's a completely different story. What happened was, whoever reminds us of the 300 halachas that were forgotten during the Avelis of Mashrabi. One more question. If you look at number 20, Yeshua sends them out and he goes to ambush. Yehoshua dwelled and lodged among the, among the people. Vayolen. He lodged among the people. Says the Gemara Megillah, what does it mean? Vayolen. Lon ba'oimka shel halacha. Yehoshua spent the night before the war delving into the depth of halacha. Lon ba'oimka shel halacha. Now if you had a general, would you want your general the night before the war learning a sugya of shas, you would expect the general, the night before the war, he needs a good night's sleep, he needs to be strategizing, strategizing, he needs to be scheming, he needs to be plotting. What is Yeshua learning the night before his war against the city of Ai? Says the Arve Nachal, says the Pinchas Karatzer, says the Devar Yechezkel, says the Levi Yitzchak of Arditchev, this week's parsha. Eretz Yisrael is different than any other land in the world. United States of America, when Rivan Shalom deems it the right time for uh, 
uh, Americans to conquer the land for the British. The time has come, and now the land belongs to the Americans. The land of Eretz Yisrael is inextricably bound with the Torah Hakdasha. Every city in Eretz Yisrael is connected to a different chilek of Torah. And the only way to conquer that city in Eretz Yisrael is you have to master the area and the mitzvah of Torah that corresponds to that region or that area. You master that chilek of Torah, and then automatically that area of Eretz Yisrael will fall to you by default. Because there is a concept that is introduced by a comment in the Sefer HaYetzirah, and it's brought in all the Sfarim, that there's an idea called Ashan, Ayin Shin Nun. Oilam Shana Nefesh. There is place, there is time, and there is person. There's a realm of place, there's a realm of time, and there's a corresponding individual. Let's give one example. There's a place, let's call that place Kodesh HaKadoshim. What time corresponds to the Kodesh HaKadoshim? Yom What person corresponds to Kodesh HaKadoshim and Yom HaKippurim? Kohen Gadol. Therefore, the Kohen Gadol goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom HaKippurim. Eretz Yisrael is a concentration of this concept. Each part of Eretz Yisrael corresponds to a different chilek of Torah. There are certain areas of Eretz Yisrael, by living there, by breathing the air, you will have an automatic connection to that particular chilek of Torah. And conversely, if, in a, if you are distant from a certain chilek of Torah, it will be impossible or very difficult to have access and maintain control over that particular area of Eretz Yisrael. Now, says the Arve Nachal, <clears throat> there was a city, the name of the city was Devir. But Lefanim, Lefanim doesn't mean in the past. Lefanim means in the Pneumius the internal circuitry, the internal mechanism of the city of Devir was Keriah Sefer. Meaning, you know what part of the Torah corresponded to the city of Devir? The 300 halachas that were forgotten during the morning of Moshe Rabbeinu corresponded to the city of Devir. The reason they had, had such a hard time conquering the city of Devir is because the chilek of Torah that corresponded to Devir were the 300 halachas that were forgotten during the morning of Moshe Rabbeinu. The rest of Eretz Yisrael was easy to conquer because they reviewed and understood and maintained knowledge and Havana of all of the Torah. But there was one chilek of Torah that they lost access to. Those were the 300 halachas forgotten during the morning of Meshavenu. So they couldn't conquer the city of Devir. So Kalev said, whoever conquers the city of Devir, that's Pshutoy Shalmikra. But the Gemara is not disagreeing with that and the Gemara is not even changing that. The Gemara is giving you the deeper meaning. How would somebody go ahead and conquer the city of Devir? It means anyone who is able to restore and recover the 300 halachas that were forgotten during the Abel Samosha, he will be able to conquer the city of Devir. And sure enough, Asmiel ben Kenaz restored those 300 halachas and he was able to conquer the city of Devir. That's what Kalev meant. That's why Kalev was willing to give over to the conqueror, his daughter, not because he assumed this would be some kind of macho soldier, but he realized it would have to be a Tamil of great eminence. So this Yisoyed really gives us fertile ground because we don't know which Chelek of Torah corresponds to different areas in Eretz Yisrael. All we know is one thing. 
that there was a city. The name of the city was Devir. There were 300 halachos, and those 300 halachos corresponded to that little city. Which Mitzoya of Torah corresponds to other cities in Eretz Yisrael? We don't know. But it's very fertile ground to make an attempt and to try to understand which chilek of Torah corresponds to which area in Eretz Yisrael. And in fact, I heard uh, from the outside, um, Rav Moshe Wolfson was quoted, Rabbi Wolfson wrote an entire sefer on this subject, where he theorizes, going through all the cities of Eretz Yisrael, and which chilek of Torah corresponds to that particular city, I would like to share with you some of them and perhaps add one or two. Let us talk about <coughs> the city of Hebron. City of Hebron. Avrozinu, throughout his uh, sojourning in Eretz Yisrael, was in many locations. Bein Ha'ai, Bein Avrozinu is Aluza Banegid. He's going all over the place in Eretz Yisrael. He finally makes one stop. And this stop, he stops in Hebron. If you take a look, in number 42. Amravinu finally comes to Hebron. What does Riban Shom tell Avram Avinu in Hebron? Avinu tells, Riban Shom tells Avram the following message. Abraham, kings will come from you. That was a comment, that was a prophecy that Yvon Shalom told Avraham Avinu in the context of the mitzvah of bris milah. In the context of the mitzvah of bris milah, Hashem told Abraham, kings will come from you. Now from here we learn an amazing yesoid in Tyre Nevim and Ksuvim, that you could learn the whole Tanakh a hundred times, you might not pick this up, but this is an amazing principle. And here the principle goes. Whenever the Rebunisham tells a Navi prophecy, it will always come true in the city where the Rebunisham told the Navi that Nevoah. It might not come true that day, it might not come true in a year. Umelachim imachayitzeo. Which Malachim is Rebbe Hashem referring to? David HaMelech. 837 years later. Rebbe Hashem tells Shmuel, we're going to have a new Melech Yisrael. David HaMelech is going to be coronated. And the Pesukim say, David HaMelech says, where should I go? Where should I go? David HaMelech was in Yishalayim. Rebbe Hashem says, where should you go to be coronated? Go to Hebron! Why is David HaMelech leaving Yishalayim to go to Hebron to be coronated? Furthermore, after the Bnei Yehuda coronate David HaMelech, the rest of Klai wants to coronate David HaMelech. And David says, Yubansham, where should I go to be coronated by Kol Yisrael? And Yubansham says, go to Hebron. Why does he have to go to Hebron? What's wrong with Yushalayim? Yushalayim is the capital. Why is David going to Hebron? The answer is, because there's a principle of Nebuah. That if Yubansham communicates with a Navi in a certain city, and the stones are there, and the walls are there, and the trees are there, and they're hearing the Riban Shalom say these words to the Navi, the Riban Shalom wants those stones and those trees and those walls to see, even a thousand years later, the, the fruition of that Nebuah. 
And that's the principle throughout Nervim and Ksuvim. And this is the principle discovered by the Sefer, Neflois Mitoyras Hashem. He says you could take it to the bank throughout Torah Nervim and Ksuvim. Okay? So, Hebron is the city of Melachim, kings. Why is Rebbein Shalom telling Avram Avinu that kings are going to come from him in the context of the mitzvah of bris milah? The Zayar says, two people in Chumash, in Tarnavim Aksuvim, were given melucha, were given royalty. Yosef HaTzadik and Bayaz. When was, when was Yosef given melucha? Yosef was given melucha when he was tempted by Ishes Poitifara. And it was a very difficult temptation. And Chazal described very graphically and very vividly what Yosef had to overcome. But when Yosef overcame that temptation, Hashem bestowed Malchus on Yosef at Tzadik, the Zoya says, because he was Shoimer Bris Mila. Boyaz. Rus was lying there. Balayla. Chazal say, Vayila face. Boyaz had to overcome the temptation. Hashem said, you were Shoimer Mila. Malachim will come from you. So the mitzvah of Mila, one is Zoichet Malchus. So therefore, in Chevroin, where the Yvon Shem gives Avram the mitzvah of Mila, Hashem makes sure to say, by the way, Kings are going to come from you. Chevroin is the city of kings. When Abishalom wanted to usurp the Malucha, he made sure to go to Chevroin. You can't have a real king if you're not in Chevroin. Chevroin is the city of Malchus. By the way, when Avram Avinu bought the Ma'aras HaMachpelah. It says, Bayakam Sidei Ephraim. What does Rashi say? Tukuma HaYisolai. It had an elevation because it was elevated from the hand of a Hedyite and it entered the hand of a Melech. Rashi doesn't say the hand of a Tzaddik, the hand of a Baal Chesed. Why is Avram Avinu all of a sudden being called a Melech? Because in Chevroin, that's the city of Malchus. Aravinu comes to Chevron, what do the people tell him? Nesi Eloikim Atabasakhan, you're a Melech. Chevron is the city of Malchus. Chevron is the city of Rasmila. What Chelek of Torah corresponds to Chevron? The Mitzvah of Rasmila. If you live in Chevron, you have an appreciation for the Mitzvah of Rasmila. Oner was not a resident of Chevron. Eshko was not a resident of Chevron. Mamre was a resident of Hebron. So Mamre appreciated Brismila. So Mamre could give the Eitzah to Avraham Avinu about the Mila. He wasn't greater than Aner. He wasn't greater than Eshkol. He had a deeper appreciation for this mitzvah because of the location Eretz Yisrael that he lived. Can we suggest then that the Chesed of Avram is meant very literally. There is no city in Eretz Yisrael that is more predisposed to understanding the secrets of the Torah than the city of Tzvas. And the Chassam Soifer asks, that's uh, heretical. How could you say that any city in Eretz Yisrael has more Kedusha than the city of Yushalayim? The answer is the Chesed Avram is not saying Tzfas has more Kedusha than Yushalayim. The same way that Mamre was able to be Miyayitz Avnovino Bapris Mila, not because he was greater than Honor, not because he was greater than Eshkol, because of where he lived, because the city of Hebron corresponds to the mitzvah of Mila, and if you live in Hebron, you have a deeper appreciation for the mitzvah of Mila. Chesed Avram is being Megala, 
that the city of Tzvas is more conducive to understand and plumb and appreciate the depths of Kabbalah than any other city, and therefore those who live there have a certain advantage over anywhere else. That's like saying, you know, what's the more important part of the body? The heart or the eyes? The heart, the heart is more important. Oh, so if the heart is more important, then if the eyes could see, then the heart, Kavachimer, could see. No. Just because the heart is more important, it doesn't mean it necessarily has every particular quality of every other organ. There might be certain specific qualities that another organ has that the heart does not have. It's the same thing with Eretz Yisrael. Yerushalayim is the heart, is the Lev Haaretz, is Kihi Beis Chayenu. It doesn't necessarily mean that every advantage of other cities in Mekayimus and Eretz Yisrael are sheared by Yerushalayim. Let's talk about one or two more cities. Let's talk about the city of Beis Lachem. <clears throat> Who's buried in Beis Lachem? Rachel Imenu. What is the Kayach of Rachel Imenu? The Ibn Shem tells Rachel Imenu, Yesh Tikva La'achariseich Nom Hashem V'Shavu Fanim L'Gvula. The Kayach of Rachel Imenu is she heralds Klal Yisrael and gathers them back to Eretz Yisrael. That's the Kayach of Rachel. Somehow, the power of the city of Beis Lechem and Rachel Imenu is that it brings Klal Yisrael back to Eretz Yisrael. Which mitzvah in the Torah is the mitzvah that summons Klal Yisrael back to Eretz Yisrael, back to their ancestral land? That's the mitzvah of Yoivel. V'shavu ish elachuzasai. V'shnas hayoivel hazois tashuvu ish elachuzasai. By the way, who was born in Beis Lachem? Al-Yad ben Yishai Beis Halach. David HaMelech was born in Beis Lachem. Mashiach is born in Beis Lachem. What is the, you know, if somebody claimed to be Mashiach, how do you know? Yeah, no, what's the, what is the characteristic one has to have if they are Mashiach? They have a card, they have a, they have a business card, I am Mashiach. So the Ramam says, very simple. If the person builds a base on Mikdash and is Mechabit Nidche Yisrael, if he brings Kaiso back to Eretz Yisrael, that, that's the ingredient, that's what it takes. Which mitzvah, which Chelukim Torah corresponds to base Lechem? It's the mitzvah of Yoivel. The mitzvah of Yoivel. In fact, Yoivel, says Rabbi Wolfson, is Rashi Tevois, base Lechem Yehuda. Yoivel is Rashi Tevois. Base Lechem Yehuda. And therefore, Rachel Imenu, who announces Veshavu Banim Legvulam, she has to be buried in Base Lechem Yehuda. And Mashiach, who the Ramadan says will be Mechabet's Nidche Yisrael, is born in Base Lechem Yehuda. And even the Umois Ha'olam, when they want to mimic their Mashiach, they have to make the claim that he's born in Base Lechem Yehuda. And Yoivel is which year? The 50th year. So what day of the calendar corresponds to Yoivel? The 50th day of Sphira. The 50th day of Sphira. What carbon do you bring on the 50th day of Sphira? Shtei Lechem. Bez Lechem. Bez Lechem. The 50th day of, of uh, Yoivel is Shavuos. The birthday of the Maccabees, 
Nidche Amo Yisrael. And who brought this all about? Nomi. Nomi is Rashi Tevois. Mekabetz Nidche Amo Yisrael. That's the city of Eislachem. That is the mitzvah that corresponds to the city of Eislachem. How about Yerushalayim? What mitzvah corresponds to Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim is Shabbos. The mitzvah of Yerushalayim is the mitzvah of Shabbos. You can't have Yerushalayim without Shmir Shabbos. So Friday night when we talk about Shabbos, it's always interspersed with references to Yerushalayim. On Tuesday night, you're not talking about Yerushalayim. But Friday night, it's HaPoyrei Sukashom Aleinu. The whole Lichadoidi is all about not Shabbos Yushalayim, because what Yushalayim is in Makayim, Shabbos is in Zman. Let's talk about Goshen for a moment. What's the city of Goshen? So, how many letters are in the Asar Sadibrois? 620 letters. Kesar. 613 letters for the first 613 letters of the Sarsa Dibrois. The Balaturim says, Asher Lereyacha is seven letters corresponding to the seven mitzvahs Durabanan. In fact, the Chsam Soifer says, Asher Lereyacha is a Rashi Tevois for the Zion mitzvahs Durabanan. Aleph is Avelos. Chsam um, Soifer says, The Shin is Simcha of Shever Brachos. The Resh is Rechitza, Netil Siadayim. Lamid is Pasakum, Lechem, Reish is Rashuyais, Eruve Chatzeres, Shutufe Muvais, Ayin is Amolek, Mekro Megillah, and Chaf R is Kaihanam, the Nesav Chanukah. Asher Reyacha, that's the Chsam So if Eretz Yisrael corresponds to the Torah, and every city in Eretz Yisrael corresponds to a different Mitzvah of Torah, then what corresponds to the Mitzvah's Drabanon? Are Drabanon part of the Torah? They are, once the Chachamim say you have to keep them, then there's a mitzvah d'araisa, v'loisasur. So, they're mitzvahs that are quasi, they're not mamish on the level of d'araisa, but we have to observe them, and in a certain sense, they're even uh, more important. Says Rav Wolfson, the mitzvahs d'arabanan are the city of Goshen. By the way, what's the final mitzvah of the mitzvahs d'arabanan? Chanukah. And of course, all the Ramaz and Chanukah are always in the context of the city of Goshen. Goishna, Bnei Saskar says, you know, the letters of the dreidel. And by the way, Yaakov Avinu was buried directly from the city of Goishen on Chanukah. So the mitzvahs Rabbanan correspond to Goishen. Goishen is Goishen part of Eretz Yisrael? Is it not part of Eretz Yisrael? It is. It's surrounded by Mitzrayim. It's surrounded by Chutzoreth, but it's part of the body of Eretz Yisrael. And what about Gaza? Why are we having such a hard time with the city of Gaza? Could it be because this, the idea of its definitive halachic status is very much roughly biyadenu? We have a great degree of uncertainty regarding exactly what its halachic status is. The Rambam seems to imply maybe it's not part of Eretz Yisrael. The borders of Eretz Yisrael seem to indicate Ashkelon is the southern border. The Marik says it's not. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says it is. So what are we waiting for? Maybe Gaza will have to say Teiko, will have to say, you know, Eliyahu Anavi, Hobi Mevarer the Halacha, and then Nebezus Hashem will be able to uh, have full access. But this is a, a deeper appreciation of Kedusha Sa'aretz, Rav Levi Yitzhak of Bar Shlach Lecha Anashim, 
V'yasuru, not V'yachperu, V'yasuru. V'yasuru is a lashon of Torah. You go into Eretz Yisrael and you learn the Torah that corresponds to that ear, to that location, and by doing so, you'll be able to maintain full access and sovereignty. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant us Yediyas HaTorah B'chom Mekzoyseha and we should be Zoycheh V'shavu Banim L'Gvulam to be able to, to return to Eretz Yisrael in all of its glory. Thank you very much. Shkaya.